Hello and welcome to The Common Denominator, a place where I like to create a common ground with very complex affairs. Sometimes the only thing we're really missing is a perspective on how these affairs work. And I'm here to try to shape that for you, try to help you along, to help you shape your world, to try to bring an explanation to some things that may be slightly imperceptible. So today I want to talk about something we, that's a trend that's like recently popped up and I um, have been examining this trend and from my standpoint, I guess, of seeing like what's popping up, the whole relationship red flags, uh, seeing that pop up at first, of course, causes a little resistance for me, only because it's like, of course, we're easily able to recognize all the bad things that we've encountered in a lot of our relationships. Uh, however, I think what it's happening is that we have to flush out a lot of the bad stuff uh, that happens in relationship to be able to recognize like the relationship green flags. Simply because like without uh, that recognition of first of like, what are things that people have done uh, a lot of the time to create like those red flags, like without those recognitions, we may not recognize green ones whenever they exist. Um, and that is really something that I've come up against. Uh, it, but if, before we get into this, I first want to like lay out some things that I've learned, at least throughout some relationships or holding relationships, romantic ones, in fact, uh, is that no one is a good or bad guy in a relationship. I think that's probably the first thing that we have to lay out is that relationships are about chemistry. And though there are really terrible people, you know, that do some really terrible things inside of relationships, that the essence of like what happens in that relationship doesn't necessarily conjugate like a good or bad person uh, or a good or bad guy, I guess you can say, because not every relationship ends up with like an abusive type thing, you know, like, and, and that sometimes a relationship just has bad chemistry. And it's not necessarily, it's toxic, but it's not necessarily abusive. And those relationships do exist. And there are a lot of those boundaries that we can still recognize within those bounds of relationships. But first off being is that if you are in a situation where you feel like you are not being fulfilled or you're not being communicated with well uh, inside of a relationship, it is not a bad thing to set up those boundaries and to like speak up for yourself. That's what I mean when I say that there is no good or bad guys. Uh, that chemistry or those conversations about boundaries are things that healthy relationships have. Uh, and if there are things that someone has made you feel bad about inside of a relationship uh, for expressing those boundaries, uh, there are no, just note that there are, that was not a bad thing. There are no bad things like in this whole case, like even uh, though I want to say that first off, starting with those, what's what's interesting is that we're recognizing those green flags or relationship green flags as that they are, you have to kind of underline them or define them by red flags, <laughs> which is unfortunate in nature. We wish we can say that this is a good thing that people do all the time. And once they do, once you see this action, like, you know, you're in a good thing, but it's unfortunate because it is uh, most of the green flags that are there in a re relationship are constant things. Like they're not just a one-time action that someone does. It's a, it's work that they put in 
And oftentimes to me, that gigantic green flag is the work that people want to put into understanding another person's love language, as well as like their personality and all dynamics about them inside of a relationship is the probably the largest green flag. However, there are, you know, the little things that people do and not everybody's going to be on board. It's all a learning process uh, to begin with. Even the best relationships, in fact, still breed like new grounds of self-exploration. Um, so first off, I think in order to recognize green flags, you have to kind of accept what those of seeing those green flags for yourself. Because like I, I find that in the nature of a lot of relationships that we are a lot of people are looking for someone to show up and show them these things uh, in order for them to trust them. But sometimes people do and we don't trust it because we're used to not seeing that. And so the nature of how we have to recognize this first comes from ourselves. And it's a little bit tricky because it comes down to, once again, one of the hardest things that we have to do in our own lives, which is learning to accept and love yourself. I don't say I'm not the kind of person that likes to say that if you can't love yourself, uh, then nobody else is going to love you because that, that's completely untrue. I believe that if you don't know how to love yourself, then you will not recognize or accept when someone does because you don't know you because you because it constantly remains like a mystery. And this is something I am currently in that journey of, of like learning all the time of seeing that like once I have learned, like I used to not believe that I could love myself and not because I didn't think that I was unlovable by any means. It was just when it came down to like what I am and what I thought I knew about myself versus what other people knew that what I knew, the negative things that I knew about myself were the truth versus what they saw. But the essence of that is knowing that other people see things that I can't see about myself. Like, I don't know what it's like to be in a room and have a conversation with me because uh, it's never happened before. So the essence of how that truth comes at me is something I have to learn to accept and like see as a reflection. And so like the trickiness of like being able to love yourself and seeing the love of another person is the fact that it's kind of a constant process as well. Like there's no point where it's like, yeah, I love me. And then that always works. It still is something you have to remind yourself, something you have to apply, you know, and whenever those things do occur in a relationship, it's like you have to uh, use this awareness of like, I am not the cause of this problem. What we're seeking is communication in this moment you know that's an important moment to have is when you realize that you're not being a problem we're just having a mismatch in communication or an understanding at this point like that's why it's really important to learn to love yourself is because then you get to recognize at what points where it's like it's not just it's not just you being a problem all the time it's not like every time the relationship falters because you suck that's not true it's just sometimes there's a mismatch in communication. Sometimes you have differing ideas or whatever, and that's just all it is. It's not that you don't care about each other. It's just simply all it is. Uh, that happens in the best of relationships. Like I carried a very healthy relationship for the first time, and I'm learning that that was like there was a whole realm of things that even as a person that like really has come into learning and accepting their own abilities, that having someone else do that it's still a whole new ball game because like everybody wants to be seen and wants to be held and wants to be accepted, you know, kind of a thing. But so few of us, if, if I feel like in the long run, get to see that or get to experience that, that there's a whole new realm of like, when that happens, 
there's new things that go on all of a sudden where it's like, here's a person who doesn't resist, in fact, you having a bad time. You know, here is somebody who's like, you're in your depression and they're like, you know, it's cool. And they get to hold you in that. Like, you have to like all of a sudden do something about that in a way or not do anything about that. Like, um, I'm kind of one of those people who's like spent a lot of time like dealing with red flags and relationships and, you know, coming from myself as well as another person. That's another thing to recognize, too, is that with that lack of recognition of exception, exception, acceptance of yourself could potentially create those red flags that you see in a relationship. Because once again, nobody's a good guy or a bad guy. Uh, sometimes we feel like we have needs and we don't communicate them well. And that creates a toxic situation. We're all guilty of doing that, in my opinion. Like everybody has that point where we potentially created that toxic scenario. Um, but it's once again, it's chemistry. So it goes both ways. Like you can't just be like one person can be toxic. Sure. Um, but two good people can also badly communicate to create a toxic situation. You know, and this goes in not just in like a point of resistance where you're like arguing all the time, but where it's just simply imbalanced as a nature where like someone is really self deprecating and the other person is really giving and it's not necessary. And it's like kind of in a codependent nature where it's like you don't see any arguments, but you see an imbalance where they're giving away all their resources to help this person cope. And this person like really cares for them, but doesn't know necessarily how to like rebalance the situation of this person over the overgiving, you know, in this scenario, it just comes into being a taking scenario. And like, you know, like we're there's nothing actually like unloving about that dynamic, but it's really imbalanced. And that's also kind of a toxic thing. Like this is where we get to recognize when those balances aren't occurring, where it's like you can care for someone so much that you throw away essentially your own life, uh, where you start to give away all your resources because you think it's you know, just the thing to do, the stoic thing to do to show that you care. But in turn, you're actually creating a really imbalanced and actually a toxic scenario. So once again, like not every red flag is like some aggressor. Um, sometimes red flags come in the form of overcaring. I, I wouldn't say over uh, overcaring is like makes it sound like the yeah, I want to say that there's a point it's to the point where you're giving away like things that you need uh, to another person when you clearly need them and it's not that they don't need them it's that like where there's the balance is also about reciprocation if you see that someone's like like making half is meeting you halfway or more than halfway in some scenario i think it's also just as an app to like also compensate or to meet that person halfway um as far as like what they're doing or how they are um in just to and to figure out like how that halfway really is it's not necessarily about exchange for exchange it's about understanding like where their love language is coming from to me because like and for example like in my relationship or like or, or for me in my relationships i am like kind of a service i'm a service person like i like to give i like to do acts of service uh that is my love language i i like see like little methods of improvement uh, and it's either through verbal exchange, through verbal healing, through or through like physical acts of service. Um, that's how I feel like I, I care for people. And being able to allow, uh, being allowed to do that inside of a relationship is really big for me. Um, that's not everybody's love language. Um, I have been recently in, in one where like acts of service is also a, a um, is also a love language, but it's not what I'm used to receiving because I'm used to being the service person. I actually am used to overextending myself a lot of the time to care for emotional needs and a lot of other relationships. 
you know, where it's like, I'm caring for how they're going to feel, not just like what's about to happen, you know, and that in those realms, like I never even once like felt like I was being me, like fully because I was trying to like, kind of like, you know, stifle or dampen a part of my personality, or like some of my needs, in fact, in the scenario, in order to care for a person, um, like that was that self diminishing quality of that. And so in the realms of having where like that is completely unhindered, and then you have another person that also uses acts of service as a care, that was when I had to learn to like kind of let go of that nature to be cared for, because that was also understanding their needs in that love language. So once again, green flags are like kind of a hard thing to recognize because they're overlaced essentially with all of the red ones, like all the stuff we're used to. Um, and we just have to like, when you see it, you have to like unlearn almost all the things that you have. Um, so to me, like what are the more unrecognizable red flags? I guess that illuminates the green one is how we tend to compare our relationships to people like all, all the time. And it's unfortunate because it's like, it's the only reference we have, sure, but people are different. So like, if there's a pattern that you recognize, it's not maybe just the pattern of people that are there, but also the pattern within yourself of what you constantly end up seeking or attracting and how like that may require some moderation or some filtration, you know, as well as like, you know, if some of the times we end up creating these patterns in a relationship because we get with a new person, or you get in a relationship with somebody else and the first thing you see is like a, a pattern or behavior that reminds you of something someone else did. And then you just like turn off everything else in the present moment because you assume that this pattern is about to drop down like the same path. And this is a completely different human being we're talking about here. Like they're not, they don't know even the context of probably how the last person or how the last relationship went down. So to kind of go ahead and like self-prophesize and like doom it down that path is kind of a bit of a toxic pattern. So one of the things that I always like to, you know, for me is that I don't bring in the previous relationship into a current relationship like that. I mean, for starters, I don't even like to get in relationships unless I know I'm going to be with this person for the long term. Like, that's just me. I don't even understand the nature of a casual relationship or, you know, like like people who like, kind of date someone and then assume that they're going to break up like six months later or something like that. I'm not sure exactly how that works. Um, I'm not saying that there's like something like bad about like people with that. I see that as like a level of connection. Like some people are just not usually ready to like have someone in their lives, but they have a need that they're trying to fulfill somehow. So they like do like a halfway thing. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's sort of the best way I feel like I can describe that. Um, but for me, like a relationship has always been a pretty deep affair. Um, I just don't have a lot of time for like games and casual nature, casual nature relationships. Like I don't like to pretend like I'm not interested or don't want to be connected or I'm afraid of somebody seeing me or like connecting to me because like, I feel like I'm worth connecting to, you know, like I feel like I'm worth sharing. Like, like I have a lot of things that I feel like are worth sharing. Um, and I like connecting to people. I'm not afraid to be seen. I don't think that people like, honestly, when you have been rejected in so many different ways, like, and you've learned to process all of this grief uh, that you have with people when like it eventually it gets to a point where it's like, there's nothing else to be done. Like, you know, like you wake up the next day of after processing this grief and you're still alive. So you get to, you get to keep going. And ultimately that's always what it comes down to. So like, that's why I don't feel a fear of sharing when it comes to that, because 
if that if it ends up falling apart, then okay, you know, like I'm not gonna die <laughs> from that. And that's the kind of thing that I feel like is is like why people close up is that like it's like almost a fear of death in that regard, like a fear of being hurt or a fear of fe a fear of feeling grief or loss inevitably is like the nature of the reason why people tend to close up in the beginning of a relationship. And that to me is like, you can't predict the future. You have no idea when this loss is ever going to occur. I mean, inevitably, we're all going to die. So that's basically the way that you can encounter this loss. But there, not everybody out there is like there to just break your heart or hurt you or do whatever, you know. And so it's unfair to like assume that every person that comes into your life is bound to do that. Like, don't think of it that way to me. Like the perspective on that is that everybody is human. So people are going to make mistakes. And when they make the mistakes, it's how we go about that correction, about that mending that process. You know, if someone is going to like, if somebody is intentionally out there to hurt you versus like, this was literally just something they did not know about you. This was a conversation about boundaries that all of a sudden you needed to happen because you didn't know that you needed them. Like that happens. Like it's about the work that we're willing to put in, in that relationship that really, that like to me is like, the nature of like how we can protect ourselves, I guess, like is like when you're willing to care for somebody. Um, but the nature of somebody thinking that somebody that everybody's out there, like hurt you or stab you, or you're going to use this information eventually to like run you through the dirt. It's like, it sucks because there are people who are like that, but those people only get to do that to a certain degree because they're not you. And like, I, I know that that's, this one's probably the hardest to shake is because like, I've also been through an abusive relationships through a couple actually. And when you've been through one of those, it's almost hard to inevitably unshake all of the red flags you learned from them uh, because of how this person managed to get into the scenario to begin with. Um, that is by far one of the trickiest things to talk about to me as far as like when it comes to relationships and green flags and all these things that are happening um, that this like the the nature of its trickiness is that there are so many there are so many people who end up in the scenario without like we don't know that we're there and the person that is doing this abuse does not like know that they're being an abuser you know like from an outside perspective it seems quite quite clear here's an abusive person here's a victim you see all these terrible things going on why don't you just leave like it's not like that it's not like that in the slightest like abuse is abuse in relationships is subtle it's like slow it is definitely slow boiling it is like you caring about a person and them just like in smallest ways just not returning that that like that care that nature it's like you're going out of your way to care for their emotions and all they constantly give you back is grief literally for like you're not doing enough to care for my emotions even though you are even though you're literally starting to diminish yourself to like care about this person but to everyone else in this scenario, they're not like mistreating literally everyone in this relation in this scenario. There's just you, you know, like other people they walk away from or just like hide all of that stuff. When it comes to you, it's like the moment you exist to them, like it's not even you that it's there for. Like it's just they come at you and like you start to realize that as a as a person, like you're wondering, like, how am I, you know, I have I've done a lot of work on who I am and how I am as a person. And yet somehow this person in this, in this relationship is like still in fact telling me that I'm a terrible thing, that I'm doing all these terrible things, no matter what I do and how much work I put in. And you start to realize that it kind of makes you feel crazy. 
Like it starts to make you feel like, am I actually a good person? Like, am I actually doing all the things that I think that I'm doing? Am I putting in as much work as I feel like I'm supposed to put in? Because here's this person I care about, like greatly, even more so than I've ever had to care about another person. And I still don't seem to see it. Like they still can't seem to recognize, in fact, what it is that I'm doing that to care for them so much. And like, that's what abuse, that's really what an abusive relationship feels like either emotionally or physically. And physically is like, I don't know. That's a whole nother ball game to me because like, I've never been in that type. I've never been in any relationship where someone has tried to physically abuse me. I have seen a physically abusive relationship and the pattern is essentially very much the same. Like it's just to that point where like an emotional abuse, like there could incur violence uh, and like physical abuse, it just incurs violence. And yet the same thought pattern is always the same. It's like, maybe if I just change my behavior, you know, as a person, then they'll stop being so like such a crappy person to me, you know, like if I care more and if I put in more work, then they'll finally like recognize that and stop being so bad. Like that's how it feels. And that's why it's so hard, so hard to leave, especially because a lot of the times during the process of all of this, this person becomes a very intricate part of your life, you know, because of the points where they do care because of the points where they're not being like the worst person ever. You know, like all of a sudden you, you see this person like be there for you. And it's like, yeah, of course, I want to be with you. Of course, I want to agree to do these things. You know, that's all I've wanted to begin with. Even throughout all of this arguing and nonsense and abuse, like all I wanted to do was just like, you know, be in a really cool, chill relationship with that calm, charming person I saw for those brief moments. Like, that's why I'm here. But it's just unfortunate because those moments are so brief and we spend so much of this time just in this nonsense of like, I'm not even sure why you're mad at me, you know? And like, that's what, that's, it's so hard to, it's so hard to leave an abusive scenario because it sort of makes sense still from the inside, which is really crappy. It doesn't make sense, but it like, you're still trying to fight for it, you know? And like, you're still trying to fight from it. From an outside perspective, nobody even sees anything wrong. You know, a lot of the time, like you don't see like, especially when it comes to like emotional and verbal abuse, like there's no sign of that from the outside of a relationship at all. Like there's none because like by the time that relationship goes outside, like by the time you're dealing with this person in public, like you've already used like your neutral tactic to make sure that nothing explodes. And of course, if anything's going to explode in public, it's not because of you, <laughs> you know, like you're the one who's keeping trying to feel like you're keeping it all together. And then all of a sudden something triggers this person and it's like. You know, like there's like by the time you see an emotional relationship outside on the outside perspective, you're not actually seeing like that. You're not really going to be there for that abuse and how it happens, because it's always behind closed doors, like usually in that fact. And so once again, like when you're dealing, when you've been through these types of relationships, recognizing green flags can almost feel impossible uh, just because like this person by when they get into this this rate pulled all of those, like pulled all of the stunts, basically um, got all of your guards down and basically got you into a scenario where they were pulling, like taking as much of your life as possible. So yeah, after that, it's almost like, can I trust anybody? Can I actually recognize what these green flags are? And the answer still is yes, you can. Uh, one of those being is that one of the main things is to being able to recognize those green flags. First of all, is going back into that self-love and self-care. That's primarily the way that you start to heal from abuse. 
is that you go back to taking care of yourself, of your scenario and of your things, like creating that space and like slowly starting to get those demons out of your head from the, everything that they used to tell you that you were wrong about and that you couldn't do or that wasn't good enough. You have to like slowly create space in between those demons that are there. And you have to do so for yourself. Like a lot of other people, like when you come in and have somebody else do that, it's just making it worse. It's something you got to really like create the space for yourself for. Another way of trying to create that healing is that you have to kind of be able to like, you have to get back into, I wouldn't beat yourself up into the fact that you didn't, uh, that you fell out of the things that you were doing, you know, throughout that time, like just because you, you know, you used to go to the gym or, used to have all these different habits and everything. And then of course, when you got into this person, they all stopped. It's okay uh, that they stopped. You can pick them up right where they left off and it doesn't matter that you missed like, you know, however much time it was in your life. The point is getting it back. And the point is trying to rebuild, you know, some of the parts that, that they took that are still there and uh, like continue to flourish from the inside. Uh, because that's all that was always what that what those abusive situations are like is like it's it's a diminishing it's a um it's stealing luster from the inside of your soul like and the one thing that they're trying to take is the one thing that nobody can actually and that's the nature of it like at the very end of the day like they're always trying to take your soul and they can't take that from you that's always there and so that's where you use to rebuild after you get out of those scenarios. And eventually you will learn to love again, you know, and to be able to accept like the love of somebody else that's there. And a lot of people do need work um, with boundaries. And that's probably the biggest part of that is that, you know, like for me, like I didn't even know, like that was probably the hardest part was that like I got out of getting out of my relationship, getting out of that relationship for me, it was the first time I realized it needed like boundaries because I've never had to have that conversation with most of my relationships before. Uh, cause a lot of them weren't that abusive, you know, like they were usually just of bad chemistry, you know, like we wanted different things or in different walks of life or, you know, had different Im imageries about how the relationship was supposed to work or whatever. But like, you know, like with the, with this one in particular, you know, um, it takes a lot of, once again, just, you know, like being able to like, it takes a lot of like self-recognition to be able to recognize the love of another person after people like this kind of come through. Um, like, and if you don't go into self-healing first, like it's by far going to, I don't know, like you got to have the, the conversations about like, once again, it's just the conversation about boundary. That was what I was looking, looping back to. <laughs> um, so like the conversation about boundaries, like once again, I didn't know that I needed them. I had a lot of different uh, relationships that went different directions, but very rarely had any of them like involve me in my personal life and my personal space in the way that that one did. Um, and that was the first time I was like, yeah, I gotta, I definitely have things that I cannot tolerate from another person in my space. And that comes from anybody, you know, including people I'm romantic with. And, you know, that's when we get into like probably the biggest skill and another, once again, another huge green flag that it can only be kind of overlaced by the red ones. It is nonviolent communication. Like that is the most prevalent skill anyone can have. And the biggest green flag you can possibly see in any relationship is nonviolent communication. And that comes from both parties. Like, 
if you that's coming from a way to understand people's needs from a very nonviolent fashion where you're capable of communicating in a way where you're not trying to hurt the other person even when you are feeling hurt um that to me is a really big one um because that is something i've always practiced you know like i really have always tried to practice in my in my nature because it's like being hurt is you know yeah it hurts however like looking past the hurt to understand the solution to me has always felt like kind of that work in that relationship you know like it's not to say to not acknowledge being hurt or to not bring that up in conversation but that's not the only thing that happened you know when something goes down when an argument goes down there's also a cross in boundaries there's also a cross in ideas you know like so being hurt is just a part of that like, to me is like when that as a part of that process but when you focus and dwell on that as the main form of your communication like the only thing you really want to share is the fact that you got hurt and you just want to share that pain with someone else like that's not necessarily as productive of a conversation as you may think especially when you're dealing with like empathetic people like people who have learned empathy uh and really are trying to come at become like are are standing with you from your space you know like they're not trying nobody none of the really like none of the conversation is about hurting you and like being hurt by that or from people in that scenario that's something you have to recognize that you did sometimes like not to say that people can't hurt with their words but to be hurt by someone's words sometimes is something that you that's a phenomenon that you went through it's not every time that you are experience hurt from someone's words were they intending to actually hurt you you know sometimes that may come from something that you've experienced in the past or something you experience from the inside that they may have no knowledge of that caused that hurt and that pain so it doesn't necessarily do the, them any good for you to lash out at them for just that pain because they may not understand and that's what it comes out to sometimes it's like sometimes people get hurt by things that you never intend you know like uh, like like i i remember once i had a conversation with somebody or having a conversational relationship and i tend to like want to clear the air with things by saying like hey you don't have to worry about me sometimes and that actually ended up being like the the point that hurt them you know where all of a sudden it was like oh you know like they're like that felt like a heavy deprecating thing it felt like something that like actually you know sort of diminished like what they felt like their love language was you know like they felt like i wasn't giving them permission uh to care about me when i said things like that and i didn't really know it was like that because that's not what i meant you know and we but we hadn't had that conversation you know and like thankfully like with the non-violent version of that like we were kind of getting down to the nature of like that's why it hurt you know and as opposed to that hurt and so many i felt like so many of those conversations in the past where it's like we've just gotten to the point where it's like i'm hurt it's like i know i'm sorry you know and it's like i really care about the fact that you got hurt i don't want to hurt you but i need to be able to do something about that you know like if it's a boundary that i crossed that got you hurt like we got to be able to talk about that so we don't get here again like it's not enough to just acknowledge the hurt or to just be hurt and uh, like just like constantly try to throw that pain at someone just because of that like that doesn't really go as far as you may feel like it may make you may think it may make you feel better for that moment in time but really it just kind of drives a nail in a relationship just because it's like you know great you have somebody who now acknowledges your hurt and will absorb that hurt every time you throw it at them 
but we'll never know why it comes at them or why they feel like they deserve that all the time, you know, because people don't, they really don't. People don't deserve to be like swung at just because you get poked, you know, or something hurts you. Like, that's not fair. Like take the time, step back from your pain, examine exactly what hurt you. Was it the words? Was it your thoughts and your feelings? Or was it their intention, you know, to actually say that? And that's a question you validly can ask, you know, like, but like determine where that source of hurt was first before like trying to take like retribution or vengeance over it. Like that, that far, that by far, and once again, that's a very, I say that very smoothly, but that is not a easy thing to do. That requires a lot of stepping back and, like, I happen to be blessed with a lack of temper, <laughs> a very long, long, long fuse. I am, I came from a family, I, I developed, I came from a family of very short fuses. So, like, it is not the easiest thing. I, I've seen this for myself. I grew up with it. Being able to step back from your own hurt and your own emotions is a exceedingly difficult thing to do in the moment. But it's good to practice. And it's good to, like, literally take a deep breath, look at the person that's standing in front of you and be like, do you really want to hurt this person? Because a lot of sometimes they don't deserve it. They really don't. Like, and I've had like, and I've had people tell me that in the past, you know, people that were my, my closest friends and I just blew up because I was upset. And they looked at me and they're like, you know, I didn't deserve that. Right. And they were absolutely correct. They did not. Because I wasn't mad at them. I was just mad at my, myself, the situation, everything else but them. And so, yes, it is good to check your age, you know? And if you have somebody that does that, they're waving a massive green flag because they are there to express their boundaries in a healthy way. And they want you to do the same, you know? And so expressing your boundaries with non like expressing anything with nonviolent communication is like by far, once again, a massive relationship green flag. Like if we're not there to hurt each other, you know, we're not there to tell each other what to do. You know, like, we're not there to, like, sit here and just, like, t you know, like, like, Nick for Nick. Like, when it's not an eye for an eye situation all the time. Like, I don't think a relationships are, like, relationships are a lot about compromise, but I don't think it's, like, always this constant exchange of, like, you know, tick for tat kind of a thing. Like, eventually it becomes into a balance, like a flow, where it's effortless between the two to have these conversations, to even have disagreements you know, because like, even you're not always going to agree on everything that happens. But at the end of that disagreement to just know that the intention was not about hurting anybody, you know, and if and if feelings got hurt, to acknowledge that that you did that to someone, and it wasn't about the point, you know, that you were making or how right someone was like, you're still with them, like, it doesn't matter if it was right or wrong, like the caring about them, you know, their feelings, their thoughts, like the, the nature of caring about them and loving them in a relationship supersedes you being right, you know? Um, another thing that always, this is like uh, another thing that reminds me of a phrase that I wanted to bring in um, that I said earlier. This goes before we get into the relationship part, um, like even before entering a relationship. If you're, uh, it is not right or fair to me if I want to talk about good and bad things or right or wrong things in the very beginning thing and the very beginning relationship, if you have feelings for somebody, but you don't know if you are ready to be openly emotionally available for those feelings, it is not right to bring anybody on your emotional roller coaster while you are getting yourself together. It's really not fair. I've been 
guilty of doing that. I have been on that roller coaster in so many different times. If you have feelings for someone else that you're trying to hash out, don't involve any other people in that. Um, like, really. Like, if you are genuinely cannot, like, give yourself to it. Like, it's not to say that, uh, you know, if there isn't anything, you have a process or whatever. And I mean that in the sense of, like, you know, if you... Like, I've seen so many times where it's like somebody tells her, I want to care, I care about you, I want, like, but just to sleep with them, you know? And like, but then after that point, they're just like, I'm not sure if I really want to be in a relationship kind of a thing. Like, you don't pull in somebody that close and do something that intimate just to be like, I'm not sure if I want this. Like, please don't do that. That's actually a pretty toxic thing. Like, you may think that it's like kind of innocent as an inquiry, like you're just getting close and it was just a whatever it was. No, you're an exchange. That is an exchange of energy that you don't get to give back like for real, for real. Like it, it just stays with another person, like no matter how big or how small it is, like it stays with the people that you make that exchange with. Uh, I would not take that lightly. I just simply wouldn't. Um, like every time you do it, you make that exchange, a part of you goes into that person, uh, regardless of how much of you that you think you gave away or not. So take that exchange uh, very personally. <laughs> With other people and so if you're going to if you're the kind of person who's willing to make that trade and then try to push somebody away after you made that trade like you might want to consider your actions because it's kind of a toxic thing to do you don't want to take anybody on your emotional roller coaster just when you're trying to figure stuff out like it's not fair you know like and i've i've seen that i've heard someone like that and it really wasn't and it was not fair for me to do it that way you know like to like get this far and they'll be like, yeah, I, w I wasn't ready, you know, like I've, that means that like that emotional maturity is recognizing that you cannot bring someone there, you know, and that's okay. Like if you can't, and like if you have to say no, you have to say no, but it's better for you to say no than to like say maybe and then drag somebody all through this stuff because like that you never know what, what kind of grief you're causing for another person, you know, when you're in your indecisive state. It's just not fair. It's not right. You know, and that to me is once again, that's a like a green flag as when you have somebody who doesn't take that time to do that. You know, like if you have to, if you take time to understand your boundaries in a relationship, if you need to have that conversation afterwards, a conversation about boundaries is healthy inside of a relationship, you know, to have. Like if you're trying to figure that out, that's great. But if you're trying to figure out if the thing that you're trying to figure out is whether or not you can be in a relationship, the healthy boundary to have on that one is to not like try to hold a relationship to figure that out. You know, like usually you can tell. And it's like, most of the time it's when you're being you to me, it's like, like how you can, if you're like wanting to know, like if I'm, if I'm working on myself, like how can I tell when I'm ready to be in a relationship with another person? And it's when you have like learned to care for yourself, uh, learning to be you, like when you've like been you or when you're living you as yourself, like just on the outside, you know, so expressing your boundaries without fear, you know, but without vindiction, you know, in a nonviolent way, you know, knowing your boundaries healthily and like expressing yourself in a healthy fashion, being able to like tell if somebody is coming into your life and you can easily express like, hey, I feel this connection, you know, like that's to me is like, I don't know, like when you're you it's or you're ready when it's organic. And organic doesn't, and organic is, yes, kind of by chance. Like, it's when the nature, it's when the moment calls for it. It's when nature calls for that, that moment to actually exist. You'll feel it out when it happens. 
But forcing that to happen in any capacity is definitely not a way of seeing if you're ready or not. You know, even if you feel like, yeah, I'm a fairly balanced person and like you kind of like force a relationship to happen, you may not necessarily find yourself to be as balanced as you may think. Because like, even if you're ready, the other person may not be, you know, like you may run into uh, somebody else who is just completely closed off or is just not ready to make that kind of connection and that commitment. That's not to say that you weren't ready or that that's a detriment on your fault. Like, it's just how it goes. It's chemistry. There are so many things you cannot know about a person before you know them. It's unfortunate. But one of the ways you can do that before you find yourself in a really toxic situation is to know yourself and to appreciate yourself, to check yourself, and to, like, bring these things to other people, you know, kind of a thing. Like, be, like, have have a way about you, of caring about you. And if somebody else cares for you in the way that I feel like is healthy, they will see the way that you care about yourself and, like, respect that, you know, and enjoy that and, like, actually begin to cherish that. Like, yeah, I love the what I love what you do, you know, for you as much as, like, how this works for us. You know, like that's to me is like where a balanced relationship really comes in. You know, like if you take care of yourself and if you really show that level of expression, like somebody that comes in that has that nature can recognize that will really cherish that about you, you know, and that's where that balance comes in. So like, once again, I kind of hope that this sort of creates some more green flags for people to look at. Um, Though, like, once again, there are, they're not the easiest thing to discover because they are constant work, you know, like it's not just the thing that somebody does to get their foot in the door, but it is the way that the, it's a way of being like being a relationship green flag is like, it's not just like looking for green flags. It's like, you basically have to wear them, you know, <laughs> like you have to wear your relationship green flags. You have to don them. You have to kind of earn them in a way or to be able to see them, you know? And then once you have that and once you wear that as a part of yourself, you know, then you'll be able to recognize it in other people, I feel like, a little, a lot more easily. And, like, it almost feels like it's, like, and, of course, it gets to a nature where it feels a little too good to be true, and something like that is finally happening in your life. But then all of a sudden you realize it is your reality, that you can have somebody that cares about you every day, and that can feel fresh, you know, and that it's not just, like, a myth that, you know, that there's, you know, that there's a way of feeling love out there. Like, you can. You just have to be able to recognize when it's happening in yourself. That's the trick. It doesn't just like show up at your doorstep. It's like a thing that it's like, I don't know. Love is to me is like the, the all encompassing nature of the universe. It's completely unexplainable. It makes us go against our own living principles. And when it shows up, it shows up out of nowhere. Uh, however, it is not the only thing that's needed in order to carry a relationship. You definitely need like code communication and healthy boundaries and like, um, a notion of being able to remove yourself when it's not about you, you know, like being able to know that it's like, if you experience hurt sometimes to know that it's not the, always the other person's fault. Like they're not there to like a person, a, a healthy relationship. You may experience hurt in that relationship, but that person may not be there to hurt you. You know, that is to say that our healthiest relationships, it's not that that person's ever going to upset you or anger you or whatever, or do something to annoy you or something like that. Like there, nobody's infallible. But it is to know that when that happens, that you're going to work through it, that you're going to find that balance. And that's what and that's where we are. And that's like, you know, and that's something you can trust like each time that even if you disagree, you're going to find find yourself in the middle. You know, that's where you can find that trust, that level of trust in another person. 
and eventually it just it makes sense <laughs> uh, to me sometimes it's just so felt that like you don't even question it like it's just like it's hard to question you know because when you try to get down to like why do i feel this way about another person like it just there are no words it doesn't make sense it's not supposed to that's what love is <laughs> it's it's weird it's crazy it makes us do all kinds of things but it's work it's constant constant work so and that's essentially the nature of a green flag and green flag is constant constant work hi if you liked what you heard uh, and, and want to actually just like tell me what you think or just want to be a part of the podcast in and of itself i'm going to leave a voice messaging link like in the description um also go ahead and feel free to leave some of your support right here i'm working on a housing project that we have so any of the support that we actually get on that project is going to be uh also very thoroughly appreciated that link is also going to be in the description and so i hope that all of you gains i hope that all of this was able to help you shed a little bit more of a perspective on these matters and that i hope that you're able to build a better bridge to like yourself as well as the world around you.